next on a marijuana you say your your dad or your brother was going to go after him because he shot you see when i got shot my brother went crazy all right i got a baby brother very delicate he started doing things that shouldn't have been done once i got shot Hi there, welcome back, or if this is your first time around, welcome for the first time to A Marijuanica. I am Bob Makala. This is my podcast. We are all about candid cannabis conversations. That's what that's what's happening here. And so on today's show, we're episode three. Hopefully we're getting better at this, but, um, you know, we're a guy with a computer and a and a handheld mic and lots of uh, old digital files and conversations in addition to new conversations. So uh, last time we spoke with my friend uh, here from in from Brooklyn, Jim Steele, quote unquote, that's, uh, that's an alias. But uh, today's guest will not be an alias. I spoke with this man in 2010, I, I believe. February, I think it was, and his name is Teddy Creasy. He has a character, and uh, actually what's happening in this conversation is I am working at the uh, Sunset Junction Organic Medicine Dispensary in Silver Lake, uh, California, which is, uh, well, the dispensary was on Sunset Boulevard. My friends uh, Victor and Neve own the place, and... um, I was uh, Bob the Bud Tender, and what's happening in this conversation is Teddy Creasy is, uh, has shown up to the dispensary um, looking for his medicines, and, and I am dispensing, dispensing the medicine in the middle of this conversation, so this guy is a character. Um, hope you like it. I am having a good time re-listening to this thing for the first time in many years so um enjoy along with me and i'll i'll see you on the other side enjoy i'm disabled all right now what do you think the man would say if i ask you what's my disability could you tell me by looking at me no well if you're riding around in that chair we're assuming you can't walk for one thing uh-huh. so since I got these dog glasses on, if I had a seeing eye dog, mm-hmm. then you should assume I'm blind. Mm-hmm. So since I don't have neither of those things, what you you either blind, crippled, or crazy. So why did that leave me? They, I, they said you're crazy. I got to be crazy because yeah. I'm disabled. So you got to you got to look, give the people what they want sometimes. Yeah, That's but all. you have you had your med- medical history behind you. you had, a, you had your the doctor's report saying you got shot in the head, right? Uh-huh. So you got the shot in the head. You're 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 disabled. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. So then you're you're you're. Uh... Why don't they pay me for this? Why don't they pay me what they do me? You mean the the uh, Medicare? Yeah, I'm talking about. Look, they won't pay for any of this. No, no, Medicare won't even pay you what they owe you. Look, you. There's another thing over here. You know, look, they got some shit called racism. It's alive and well in the United States of America. All right, that's what we're dealing with now. Because of this. 
Because of, this. because of this. This is racism stems from the from this. This is medica- medicine that everybody can grow for themselves. Mm-hmm. This is a wonder drug, believe it or not. This is the pill, look, no side effects. None. You've never had any side effects from none, this? None. 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 And I still got a piece of lead in my head. Because the doctors back then all they could do is take the bullet out. The little fragments, they just leave me. I said, if he made it now, he'll be alright. I'm here. I'm still here, How, Tell that. Can you tell that story? Well, tell me what else you want here, and then tell me the story again yeah, about. Which one um, you got in there? Which one you, you got? Here? the mango Kush. Okay, that, that's what you want. three eighths, right? Yeah. Okay, that's sixty. What else you want? Wait a minute. You want whoa, 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 whoa! You went down fast. How do you mean that's sixty? How do you get the sixty so quick? Because <laughs> that's a sixty dollar eighth. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah, right. by two yeah. eights, you get the third one free, remember? Yeah. So that eight, that eight becomes yeah, eight, 40 60, bucks. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. Just, you, 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 that's it. That's one. That's one. You got two more coming. No, that one I told you, the second one. Granddad, the you got that? Yeah. No, I didn't get that. Get that. Get that. Okay. Now, now, what were we talking about again? <laughs> you get shot in the head at a bar in New Orleans. It was, it was in New Orleans, right? Okay, look, this is 1975, June 25th. Me and Michael Jackson, the same day he died, I got shot. But I got shot first, you know, of course. <laughs> yeah. Michael just didn't pull through. Yeah, my fault. Yeah, yeah, my fault. But look, I got shot on June the 25th, 1975. I was receiving, I was placed on permanent disability. Wait, right? now, that's what, you got to tell a story about who shot you, why oh, he shot wait you. Oh, a minute, man. Look, if you want all of this, we got to sit down. I have to get, you know, okay. I have to relax okay. to talk okay. about okay. this. This is not no 15 okay. minute thing. We yeah. talking about, yeah. look, my best, one of my best friends shot me. It was accident. He didn't mean to shoot me. He I was, thought he was mad at you. No, he was trying to scare me. Trying to scare me. Because I intimidated him. You see, I talk so much shit sometimes. You know, I could piss any one of y'all out right now just like this. Yeah. Believe it or not. No, I'm man. telling you. No. I'm telling you I can do this. I had this ability. I, and I do this, and I piss people off sometimes to get so mad with me, say, who you think he is? So he was trying to scare me, and he shot me. So Is that you're trying to shoot next to your head to scare yeah, you? Yeah, you know, and you he hit the head, you know? So I said, okay, he, he hit the head. But I knew he didn't mean this, man. I know this man didn't mean it, because he right. and I, you know, we broke bread after that. I went to his house, I let him hold my gun to let him know I wasn't going to kill him. I forgive him. Mm-hmm. I forgive him with all my heart, you know, because he didn't mean to do this. Yeah. And Look, let me show you how ironic she is. This man's a truck driver, right? My God is a good God. And this man got sick where he couldn't go outside in the sunshine. Because if he did, skin would break out. So I said, Lord, now is you... Is he a white guy, black guy? A black guy. Yeah. But you look white if you go out in the yeah. sun. Yeah. So I said, Lord, you got to help this man, you know. So one day, he came up to visit his, his brother in California. And I found out it was out here, so I went out in East LA and I visited him and I told him, I said, man, let me tell you something. All them pills that people give me, leave that shit alone. I said, here, take this. And I gave him a bag of endo. It's the first time he ever had that. He had never gotten high before? He, he, had, he had got high. He had, he had smoked some trash, what they yeah. call Reggie, and yeah. you know, he had tried that shit, but it didn't work. But I gave him some of that endo to smoke. I said, hey, man, look, every time you're feeling like you don't eat, don't have, I said, smoke some of that. And he smoked that, and he had big knots on his foot, you know, like bunions. Mm-hmm. And he started smoking that endo, man. I think this was about 78, something like that. He really started to smoke that endo. She didn't smoke it till he died. He, no more, all that medicine, he take his little, uh, what do you call it, test, you know, when he used to pick himself? Mm-hmm. He had sugar, he used to pick himself. Since you give me this, I, I 
I know how to keep that under control. That's all he did really? for the last seven, eight years of life was smoke weed. I brought pleasure to that man in his last days. The guy that shot you in the That's head. That's right. He deserved that. <laughs> he deserved that. He didn't need to suffer like that. He didn't well, need didn't to he suffer. say your, your dad or your brother was going to go after him because he shot you? See, when I got shot, my brother went crazy. All right. I got a baby brother. He's very delicate. He started doing things that shouldn't have been done once I got shot, you know. He, mm -hmm. Him and some people, I can't call the name, but they went in there and they cleaned out the man's barroom, took all the stuff and everything. And they left the door open, you know, like, and even let him know, like, it's us, you know, it's stuff like that. So my mama told me, something wrong with your brother, so I called my brother down in the hospital and me and him sit down and talking. I said, look, let me do like this. I forgive this man for shooting me. I want you to do the same thing. Because if you kill this man, that's going to kill daddy. Because he don't want that to happen. And he sat in the tree and just started smoking one of them good ones I had, you know. Because I was in the hospital, he brought me one. A nice one. No medication. I think people give you a shot with a steel needle and put you like this, right? That only lasts for four hours. See, after that, you get a pain. They say the brain don't hurt, okay? When you get a pain running down your head like this and all around like that, what is that? What's hurting? Your brain, maybe? They say the brain don't feel no pain. So what is it? Your head? Give him a white jacket. <laughs> let him, doctor, let him tell me. I don't know. But I know one. So we can, you can actually feel the steel plate in your head, right? I ain't got no plate. Put your hand right there. Oh, there's see a, right there? Oh, that's a hole. That's right. Yes, when, sure. I, when I met yes, him, he's sure. like, hey, touch my head. You see that? He's been here five minutes. I'm like, he's like, touch my head. You see that? There's a hole in his head. In it. It's like that Because they didn't, you know, they're talking. I heard the doctor say, well, if he live, he's going to be a fruit. I'm like, yeah, if I can get out of this bed right now, I'll show you. I'll show him something. Because I know he had been drinking. I could smell it. Unless it was just me. How long were you in, in the hospital for? I can see I got shot June the 25th and they turned me out on uh, July the 2nd. To a go week home. later? With a yeah. hole in your head? Yeah. You know, I told him I had to be home for 4th of July. It was a traditional thing. I never went back. Did they give you, uh, did they give you medication? Did they give you I pills? I told you they gave the me the pills to take and yeah. then they cut me off of that. And then Social Security said, you know one thing? He's not disabled. He just stayed in the hospital long enough. This is the people I put all my money into Social Security. I put all my money in Social Security. But because you didn't stay in the hospital long enough, they didn't yes, they stopped giving you the money you needed for, for the, your medication? The doctor said all he could do for me was take the bullet out of my head. And he there was no guarantee on nothing. But he didn't feel I was disabled. <laughs> this is the doctor, so he's common drunk. But one of them quack. He was, he was a common drunk? <laughs> a common the drunk. doctor that took the bullet yeah, out of your head? Dr. Dr. John Johnson. He was a John drunk. Johnson. Yeah, I remember that man. Like, he's a common drunk. He drank much as me. See, he you said. You saw him out drinking before he shot you in the head, or you oh, saw he him later? Yeah, look, let me tell you something. Now, we're talking about Jefferson Parish, all right? Now, y'all better watch yourself messing with Jefferson Parish. Oh, now, you know Seagal on there now. Seagal is the man on there now. Let's see, Harry Lee gone. That's where, um, that's where New Orleans is, right? Jefferson Parish. You better hurt him know it. You see how they try to kill us down there? You see that? They don't say nothing about that. Oh, no, yes, they did. They tried to kill us down there. Bush was involved in it. That's why Red Nagin had to leave. If they'd have left Red Nagin and Bush alone for 15 minutes, shit, it would have been a dead president by a mayor. You think so? Ray Nagin? Ray Nagin would have kicked Nagin's George Bush. developers, though. Isn't he? Ray Nagin would have killed George Bush right after Katrina. 
Ray Nigga was just that man. Secret Service had to get between. Oh really? Oh yeah. See this one. See look, they got news right now. Y'all don't know about news, and you know they got to step down at the call office. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Uh, symbolic? No, no, it's not symbolic. It's. Uh, it has to do with marijuana in Louisiana. I'm trying to think of the name. I just heard it. Blood bud? No, no. Mo Mojo. Mojo something. And something has to do with marijuana now. They're trying to... Oh, a new law against the, marijuana? A new law to... Uh, it's aimed at the black people. To, right? keep, you can't... Look, they don't... Black people can't open no kind of business like that down south now. You see? See, y'all don't believe this, what I'm telling you. You go down south right now, Everything is owned by the white If you want to buy something. Down south of what? South, what you mean? South, I'm talking. South Bay? No. no in, south. In New Orleans. South. In New Orleans. Oh, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. Especially Louisiana. Let me get back to Louisiana. Look, that, look I know what happened there. These things that are going to be open now, they call it symbolic marijuana down there. Now they got one place open on Canal Street. In, in New Orleans, they got a medical marijuana? One place called Symbolic uh, Marijuana. But that's not no black, you know, were you talking to me about this? You'd be in trouble tonight. Oh, yeah, you'd be in Oh, it's, under, it's underground? That's right, and you better not tell everybody. It's for the uh, elite, uh, not for everybody. Really? Yeah. See, there's no place. A little pot club, an uh, uh, underground pot club for the no, elite? No, no, no. Just this symbolic thing is for the elite, you know, the ones that don't want to go on Bourbon Street and get it. Mm -hmm. But they can go here dressed up like they're going to see a doctor, you know, and get what they got to get and go home and break mm -hmm. it up and then they can sell it, you know, to the people that can't get it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, look, it's crime at its finest down there. I'm talking about at its finest. You might think I'm lying, but I know. Look, they tried to assassinate me, so I know. See, I... Who tried to assassinate you? Look, when I tell you I know this man didn't mean to kill me, I know he didn't. But there are other people that did try I to know, kill you? I know too much. I know what... Look, right now I can tell you where the sheriff get drunk at every night. With him, his wife, and her sister. Every night I can tell you where they get drunk together. You think they want that on the news? He's been sheriff for 20 years. He don't have to run. On election day, he don't have to leave. Wait, see, see this boy and get the drunk get. They're going to put him back in office. That good old boy system is working. Mm -hmm. Long as minorities don't have access to this, it's good. They don't need it. Let them buy it on the street illegal. Let me charge them with it. That, you know. Or they would, they'd rather have the minorities buying the, the crack and the speed and all those things. Listen to what you're saying now. Buy right. in. Not selling. Not open no dispensary. Hell no. Not open no business. Hell no. They got laws down in Louisiana right now. If you got a business, black person would be the cane proof. Certain area. The grandpa. No, you can't prove. You can't make no improvements within this area here. If you're black, then a white person could? Yes, sir. Come on. Those kind of laws are still in place. Come on, get, get your car, let's go. <laughs> let's get your car, let's go. Well, I, I would not be shocked because I, when I was down there, I couldn't believe the people that lived there were just. Um, the corruption in the police department was... Why do you think they ain't built rebuild New Orleans? You think it's just because the money hasn't been there? The, the money has there, been there, yeah. But why do you think they haven't rebuilt it? Because um, they don't... Well, they want uh, They want to ship the black people out of there, the lower-income black people, and they want what if class white people. They shouldn't there. be able to do that, no. right? But no, now, so. now, listen at this. All the land is owned by the white people. Black people don't own no land. 
30 feet wide by 100 feet long. You, we get four of us, we get one. Yeah. And they all side by side. Okay, it's, still, it's not enough to build four houses. All right, so what we're gonna do is this. We're gonna build one house, 40 feet wide. And each person gonna have 20 feet by 100 feet long. Mm -hmm. Like trailers joined together. That's the way the land is. And people think they own it and probably been paying funds for over 35 years, 40 years, 60 years. This, when it comes down, the money just was going into the fund and the people who were supposed to be getting it been dead a long time ago. Oh, really? So now people are burning rubber. They're retiring like they're crazy. Like, oh, it's time to get out of here now. I mean, the country needs to be restructured because the crooks done stole so much. Now it's becoming common knowledge. They just, that's all they want to do, steal. But they can't rebuild New Orleans because they can't issue no deeds. They can't issue no clay deeds for nothing. Mm -hmm. See, let's go build a casino down there. Let's take what we know with the black people. Look, they got a gold mine. Black people have been playing certain games that only black people know. No way. Card games? Yes, sir. Could be played for fun, could be played for money. Very complex. To say with people no education. I know the rules of these games. I'm trying to tell people, let's, let's put these out there and play, see how they play this. People like, uh, what his name is? You know, at the, at the poker tournament with the rings on? Mm -hmm. I, I need him to come, come learn this game. See, see. I can read your face. You can't read my face. You read what I want you to read. But you have no choice but to portray what you're feeling. But me, I can do really? different. I can. How do you know? How do you know I can't do exactly what you're doing? You just confirmed it. You asked me how did I know that? It must be true. You don't know where I'm coming from, but I know where you're coming from. I can read your face. <laughs> look, look, that's gambling. Or that's playing fun. Yeah, we can't. We, let's not talk about gambling because I could go on for hours about gambling. I want to hear about. Um, can you tell me first of all? Tell me the third eighth you want, so we can um, facilitate this transaction. This granddaddy and this, these two. Okay. And then tell the me. One. The third one I had was. Uh, It's more better for me to come over here and have a variety of weed than to grow it at home because the man gave me a problem. So once I got my certificate, I started getting my own weed. I come over here, I get my weed. I bring weed to people that are too proud to come out and get it. Not because of a proud proud, because they have status in the community. They can't let people see them come and be affiliated with this because they preach against this. But a lot of them live by this. But they're afraid to come forward and say, yeah, I smoked it. Because they, you know, got, you know, in places, they high places in the churches, in social organizations, in the county buildings. They can't come up and say, man, I'm smoking this. No. So they get somebody like me, you know, a ruster, a buster, whatever you want to call him, come in there and drop it off and go by the business once every month. I'm satisfied. Nobody needs to know. My medicine got me feeling this way when they don't get their medicine, which is their pot. They're different people. Because they have too many side effects from the pills they get, man. My father just got another kidney. I bet you he ain't gonna take the more pills. He going back to smoking weed. And you know, like I say, I can't I, I, I can't tell you these people now, but but they need to stand up and say this what they rather smoke because they ain't got no side effect and it's cheaper. Each person can grow two plants. 
Okay, look, look, okay, medical card dropped 90%. My cousin, she got she got pain in her face. When, when she take a pill, she feel a little bit better. But she can't perform at 100%. When she don't take a pill, she get pain in her face. I say, well, why don't you take a hit of this and see what it is? Boy, that's dope. I say, uh-huh. That's now you crazy. Now you a nurse and you go tell me this dope. I say, now suppose I have a panic attack right now and I need to get me a hit to kind of calm myself down. I can't like this in your house. Ah, boy, that's dope. I said, well, you deny me my money. I'm living there now, all right? But down where I was, down in the bottom, in the South Central line, there's a lot of old people. That's the only way they can function, and that's all they can afford. They can't afford $20 a pill. They can't afford that. They cannot afford that. So up here, there's more recreation over here in Silver Lake and Eagle Rock. It's, it's more recreation. Down in the bottom down there, that's where the needy is. See? And then people, they, 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 you know, like I say, man, they're paying for it, you know, because they only got one or two dis dispensaries down there in South Central. But here you got, every two blocks you got a dispensary. I get up, I get me a cup of coffee, I get me a nice one, I twist it up, I sit down and I relax myself, then I wash my face, brush my teeth, get on the bus, take my medication with me. When I get off and get a break, I'll get medicated again to stay calm because you got to be like this on the bus. Because see, people hate handicap on the bus, especially people in wheelchairs. They don't care about us. Old people, old crippled bastards don't care about us in the wheelchair because we got a wheelchair. They figure we should have a special way to get around. One man told us on the bus, people in chairs shouldn't come out on rainy days. That's what that sucker told us. And I'm sitting there looking, I said, well, I'll be damn, well, when do you want us to come out? But you know, you, that's a different story. But see, Metro, Metro got the best thing going, man. And the, and the drivers in Los Angeles, best in the world. I'm telling you, I've been around and seen these courtesy drivers here. I mean, these drivers here are wonderful. They got some drivers that don't care nothing about you, pass by you and put the thumb on you. I've been there, I've seen it, especially down south. Texas, New Orleans, Mississippi, people don't care about you. Handicapped don't stand a chance that, look, I was in the chair in Louisiana, Lady almost run over me on the street. And you know she had me? Well, what you doing out here? I said, well, I'll be dang. I ain't got, I, I'm not supposed to be on the street. Of course, they don't have sidewalks like they have here, you know. Now they get federal money. See, now this federal money that's going in these states. But they're not doing nothing for the handicapped or the disabled. People got brand new chairs sitting in their house. They're not going out there, why? Because if they're going to go out there, they're going to get run over. Somebody's going to run them over on the street. South Central, same way. Every time somebody come out in a chair and try to cross the street, they run over. See, they handicap. Poor people don't stand a chance. I'm telling you what I know. Poor people don't stand a chance, man. They got to do what they got to do. They can close down all these dispensaries. They ain't gonna stop marijuana. They ain't gonna stop marijuana. No, they can't do that, man. People got to have it. Whether it's recreation, whether it's medication, the people have spoken. So you got to listen to what the people say. Now we're gonna change the country on the next session. Just wait on this. We're gonna change the whole country. <laughs> this is a way to allow people to see pot, cannabis, hemp, marijuana in a whole different light and realize that it's not just a bunch of young guys sitting around getting high playing playing video games. No. It's people like Teddy who are sick and needed and, and, it and I got them. I got I got children, grandchildren. Nieces, nephews, some smoke, 
Some don't. But it's always been in my house since they were born. Oh, since my children were five years old, I've been smoking marijuana. My you smoke in front of them then? Oh, I smoke in the house. Yeah. What goes on in my house stay in my house. My children were raised that way. My brother's children the same way. My brother was a hippie. So he was way before me. My brother was smoking pot, I think, when he was 10 years old. I didn't smoke till I was 26. You didn't start smoking? I didn't, when you were look, I was a truck driver. My passion was driving truck. And I didn't believe in smoking nothing. That the old people taught me no dope. I didn't smoke that. I drank whiskey, beer, wine. I didn't smoke no drugs. But after I got shot, and I couldn't get the medication that I was supposed to have, my brother said, try this. Thank God for my brother. You would never even try it at that point? No, I had so, never thought about nothing like that. No, man, I didn't look. I, all, to me, that, that, that's something they do, though. But when I find out the benefits of it, when I smoke it and I didn't have to take the pills no more, and I was never groggy. I could get out in the yard, I could cut grass. This is after I got shot. It was hard for me to bend over. It was hard for me to do anything. My balance was, I wasn't right. But I used to get in the yard, <clears throat> my brother would come there and he'd walk with me and he'd smoke one with me. And he'd talk with me and we'd talk. And I felt better. I was more calm. I could deal with my life more better. You know what I'm saying? Because hey, when I got shot, everything stopped. I was waiting on the government to give me some money, which ain't never come. Yeah, my government said, put it in the Social Security, we're going to give you back. Don't believe them. Don't put nothing in Social Security. Put your money in the mattress. Don't give nothing in Social Security. <laughs> Trust the government. That's the truth. So you started smoking when you were 26, and did you, did you, have you smoked consistently since then? Look, I went to the penitentiary in 1982. Wait, just wait a minute. Hold on. Let me make sure. This was uh, December 1982. I went in the penitentiary. What did you, you go for? Assault with a deadly weapon. A man slapped me, and I went in his house and stuck him. I went and got that ass. I let him know you do not hit me. I'm not your child. You, you don't hit me. You stuck him with a knife? I stuck him with a three-foot sword. I had a walking stick. And I slided right through him like slid. And I had him. I said, get your gun now. See, he was a security guard. He had two pistols. He had one in his front pocket, and he had one in his back pocket. And he let my ex-wife fool him to hit me. Worst mistake he ever made. I went in that house and got that ass, and I'm talking, look, I was going to cut his head off his shoulders, but the damn stick got caught under the sofa like this, you know? I stuck it under it like this. I was trying to, I had it by the head, and I was trying to pull him, but it was under the sofa that wouldn't cut. I was going to cut his head off his shoulder. That's just how mad I was. You see, I had, me and my wife had just separated. And she had the children. And she was teasing me with the kids. And when this fool hit me, that just, that's the straw that, that broke the camp. I went off, I went in the house and got that ass. How long were you jail for? Well, they were trying to give me 15 years. But like I told them. Had you ever done any time before that? No. No? No. I, look, I want, let me tell you what got me very little time. I went to court and told the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. They had seven police witnesses. They could only witness when they got there. And they had six civilian witnesses against me. But all them civilians told a different story. They were trying to lie. They didn't tell it like it was. I told the truth. So the judge decided, sir, look, next time you have to do something like this, jump out of a trash can. Do not just go in people's houses and stick them. But he run in the house. 
If he was running the trash can, I went there and got him. He was running the house. He said, don't go in the house and get him. Wait till he come out. I said, okay. But I ain't never had that problem no more, you know, because they asked me one time, when you get out of the penitentiary, what this man, I said, look, this man don't bother me. I ain't going to bother him. I went to the penitentiary. My THC level was less than 4%. This is 1982. When I come out, it was over 30%. You I was smoking, smoking more pot. In, they got more weed in the penitentiary than they got on the street. What penitentiary was this? I, Susanville. <laughs> Susanville. Here in California. Susanville. But look, I did all my time on the West Coast. If I decide to go kill somebody, I'm coming back to California in due time. <laughs> Man, I'm not doing no time. No, you know what to do. You're in Angola. You got to get up in the morning and work. California, you can write a 602. California, you can sit down and write a 602. On, on the police and and then lay down and do easy time. Them colors come out there, they well groomed, the fingernail long, the hair curl. We pay for that. <laughs> we pay for that. You don't think that's right though? Well that's a whole different subject oh, though. Man, right now. Yes. Now so we can, we why can... do you smoke why do you smoke pot now? To live. But what are your ailments that, that you're you're dealing with? Okay. I may have, now listen, I'm not sure. I think I may have lead in my head. So that eliminates me going for one of them MRI up in that, in that thing. All right, I ain't going to. What do you mean you're not sure? You went, you had a bullet? I got a doctor. Look, the doctor took the bullet out. I got the paper. What he said, he took the bullet out. Yeah. And his words said, well, that's all I can do. If you're going to live, you're going to live. So now, at that time in 75, they didn't have nothing to show whether there were fragments or nothing. Right. Now, let me make sure y'all get this right. I'm going to ask you a question. What do you think my handicap is? Your handicap is you got a hole in your head. The government don't pay you for that. The government says you can still work, you can do something. <laughs> so what is your handicap and your and what do you what are you using the pot for? For my ailments, man. Yeah. For, I, I, I get excited. I'll be on the bus and I I I start thinking about shit and I get excited. I get anxious. Yeah. So I get off the bus and I stop it to take me a hit and I mellow off, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I I get sick of the stomach so bad I can't eat. So I go get me a joint. Then I get my anything bother me, I get me a joint. Yeah. Because I don't want the pills. I got a quack, give me some pills, let it take. Look, this sucker even took my blood pressure. Now he told me my blood pressure was high and he wrote me a prescription for some heart pills. Now don't you think I deserve to go over there and bust him in his head with this stick? What are you smoking? I think he on that crank. He ain't on no good pot, he on crank. To tell, he ain't even took my, his nurse didn't take my blood pressure, he didn't take it, but he told me, oh, your blood pressure high. Let me write you a prescription. He, he never me. took it. He wrote you a prescription for. He never touched me. He, he didn't touch me. Nurse didn't touch me. And I sit down. When he came in the office, he said, "Oh, he opened the chart. He said, oh, your blood pressure high." And he, she said, "You know them pills I gave you last time? Stop taking these. Start taking these. I got the, the medicine at the house. I don't take this. I don't listen to none of them quacks." <laughs> See you the next time on uh, Marijuana.